I am Cheryl Witten, and this is the Aromatherapist Podcast, where we discover the superpower of plants. This episode is brought to you by the brand new ebook, Diffusing for Beginners. I created this ebook because there's so much confusion around aromatherapy and diffusing, and so much discussion and so much debating about what is safe. This ebook breaks down the mechanism of smell, the real dangers in your home from synthetic scents, and explains how aromatherapy can actually transform your home and space into a clean and natural haven. Discover the safety considerations around certain conditions like epilepsy, asthma, children, how to diffuse around pets, and more. Experiment with 48 different all-season diffuser blends. Diffusing for Beginners is available now on Kindle. So in honor of Valentine's Day this week, I want to talk a little bit about Ylang Ylang essential oil. This is a beautiful, beautiful flower that is grown often in Ecuador, Indonesia, in the Comoro Islands and in Madagascar. It's And it's a beautiful, beautiful flower that has a very potent and sweet aroma. It is often used in the perfume industry and it's a very popular flower and scent. And there are several types of distillation practices that occur with Ylang Ylang essential oil. So I want to talk about those a little bit and just explain some of the difference to you in the type of Ylang Ylang you actually want to be purchasing. And then we're going to talk about how to use it and why I love it so much and some of the research around this botanical. So the species name for Ylang Ylang is Kananga odorata. And it is a tree that produces these clusters of large golden yellow star-shaped flowers and they droop from the branches and these flowers open up in the early morning and that's the best time to harvest them and so they harvest the flowers and steam distill them so steam distillation if you're not familiar is the process of putting the raw material the raw plant material into a big vat into a big boiler and adding water and then boiling it and then it the steam is collected and then it is condensed and you have the essential oil that separates from the water and so steam distillation is really the most popular way that we distill essential oils but what happens in the distillation process is that sometimes distillers will play around with the process a little bit and this is particularly common with ylang ylang and important information to know when you're using the product for therapeutic uses for your health. So there's a couple of grades that you will find typically of Ylang Ylang essential oil. There's typically five grades. So we have extra, first, second, third, and then we have complete. And these are the types of grades that typically you will find. So the extra is the essential oil that is distilled for one hour. Now these are actually fractions. So Ylang Ylang essential oil is actually mostly fractionally distilled in the general industry. So fractional distillation is a process really of separation. And so typically the product is placed and boiled in through a fractional column and using different boiling points. And it's used to separate the mixture into different parts, which we call fractions. And it's used to purify and separate mixtures to get those components. And it's usually done in like oil industry, for example. 
Now with the ylang-ylang, there are different grades and there are different fractions that are regularly available. The extra fraction, it's called, it's called the extra, is usually distilled for about an hour. They stop the distillation process or they pause it or they, and they pull the essential oil out and they call that the extra. Then they continue on for another hour. And so this is the first grade of ylang-ylang and they pause again. And so the, the ylang-ylang has been distilling for two hours and they pull off some of that essential oil and you have your first grade ylang-ylang. Then they continue on and the different, the different grades vary at different, different hours. But a, a grade three ylang-ylang typically can be distilled up to 20 hours, sometimes 24 hours of distillation. And then there's also what we call the complete essential oil, which is a continuous distillation of ylang-ylang essential oil. This is where it is uninterrupted distillation. Now, the problem with ylang-ylang is that if you distill it for a really long time, if you have a grade three ylang-ylang and you've distilled it for 20 hours, 24 hours, the longer you distill it, the poorer quality it is. And the more you play around with any with the distillation process, the more alteration that's happening to the essential oil. So sometimes essential oils have things that don't smell that great. And that's naturally how the essential oil is. And consumers often don't like it. And so producers will, manufacturers will alter that. But ylang ylang is better when it is only distilled for one hour. And that's it. So the type of ylang ylang essential oil you want is the complete distillation, so uninterrupted distillation process, but only distilling it for one hour. So it's not an extra, it's just a simple one hour distillation. That's the best kind of ylang-ylang you can get. And that's the one you want to look for. And it's the full essential oil. We're not taking pieces off. It's a complete uninterrupted distillation, but only one hour. So the aroma is strongest in that first hour. And the longer it's distilled, the more the intensity reduces. And so you really want that first hour ylang ylang. Sometimes the Kananga essential oil is produced and it's produced from a tree of the same genus and species as ylang ylang, but a slightly different variety. It has a similar smell to ylang ylang, but not quite as floral. And so sometimes that is sold as ylang-ylang, but it's not actually ylang-ylang flour that, that you're purchasing. So these are common deceptive practices that just happen in the industry, unfortunately. So it's very important that you source your product from a good producer, someone who actually grows it and actually distills it properly and actually harvests it properly because when you harvest the flour is, is, is just as important and how old the flower is, is just as important as how it is distilled. The species is also just as important as how it is distilled. A complete distillation is also sometimes up to 10 hours. So even though it might be advertised as a complete ylang-ylang, or ylang-ylang complete, it's also often called, it can be distilled up to 10 hours, which again, that aroma is the most intense at the beginning of distillation. And so you don't actually want that product, even though it's complete, that's better than fractions, but you don't want it where it's been distilled for that long because now it reduces the intensity and it's just a little bit poorer quality. 
So ylang ylang is a beautiful, beautiful flower. It has a very rich aroma. It's sweet, soft, it's floral, it's beautiful. And it is a wonderful essential oil for perfume. So if you make your own natural perfume, as I do, this is a great one along with jasmine to use and wear. I just love the smell of it because it's so sweet. And ylang ylang, we use ylang ylang mostly for the heart, so the circulatory system, and as well for neurological and mood disorders. So there has been a little bit of research done on ylang ylang with the heart. And in some studies, they found that through inhalation and as well transdermal application, which is to apply to the skin, that ylang ylang lowered blood pressure. And that also was found to lower heart rate as well in men. And some of the behavioral findings were that the individuals who use ylang ylang oil rated themselves as more calm and more relaxed than others in the control groups. And so ylang ylang has a relaxing effect on the body and has some circulatory applications as well, as well as for the nervous system. And some of the studies also show that it has some evidence for using ylang ylang in relief of depression and stress in humans as well. And so this is really the primary use that we typically use ylang ylang for. And so nervousness, stress, depression, physical exhaustion, these are the kinds of ways that we typically use ylang ylang. But ylang ylang is also a aphrodisiac. Um, and it's well known for its use as a romance essential oil or as a romantic flower. This is why I brought it up for Valentine's Day. So how do we use ylang ylang essential oil? Well, based on the chemistry, we can know a few things. So ylang ylang is high in germacrine D. It is high in benzyl acetate, adrenal acetate, linalool. So because of the acetates in here and the linalool in here, I like to use this one for my skin. And the antimicrobial benefits of it make it really great for acne-prone skin, blemish-prone skin. The thing about ylang ylang, it's kind of similar to geranium in that it can be also irritating to sensitive skin, people with highly sensitive skin. So you definitely want to make sure you test that out before you put it all over your face and make sure you dilute that. But it is a great one to use for the skin. So I like to either just apply it to my skin, to my face, or I like to use it in a serum combined with different essential oils and carrier oils or add it to a lotion as well. But I also love to use it in a massage oil. So not only do I get the benefit of the carrier oil and a lovely massage oil that's really fantastic for like a sensual massage oil, but also the smell of it. It's just a beautiful perfume and an aroma that will follow you around all day and you will be able to smell it for quite some time on your body. So some of the ways we use it for mood regulation as well is to diffuse it. So that's one of the easiest ways to use essential oils is to just diffuse it through a machine diffuser or through various different ways. And so as you, if you recall through the previous episodes on this show, we've talked about the psychological effect of smelling an essential oil and so how that impacts your limbic system and your emotional brain just by smelling an essential oil. And so because it's calming to the nervous system, then 
the ylang ylang can be quite calming for anxiety and have an effect for mood as well. And because it alters the blood pressure and your heart rate, then it's having an effect on the sympathetic nervous system and it can have an effect on anxiety and stress. So we can impact the body physically with ylang ylang, but also have an impact on the mood. So it can shift that a little bit as well. So just by smelling it. But I also like to, when I'm using it for mood, also like to apply it to the body because you're always going to inhale and have that inhalation effect that the psychological effect, because you always smell some when you apply it to your body. So you're going to have that combined effect where it physically applied to the body, that transdermal application is going to have an effect with interact with your systems and chemicals and enzymes and hormones in the body and have a physiological effect, but also because you can smell it, it's also going to have that emotional effect as well. So we often use it in things like bath salts and then just use it as perfume and to apply it for that emotional impact. So I like to smell it right from the bottle or apply it to my body, usually my brainstem. You get a lot of sensory information in through your brainstem. And so I like to apply that there, which can help sort of your, when you're stressed out, but also to cup my hands over my nose and just breathe in deeply with smelling that ylang ylang and taking a moment just to settle. Because if of its impact on the nervous system, it may also have an impact for positive impact for insomnia as well. So difficulty sleeping. So if you can apply that essential oil and diffuse it in your bedroom, not only is it going to pick up maybe your sensual relationships and intimate relationships, but also have an effect for difficulty falling asleep as well. So it's going to calm the body and calm the nervous system. So for a sensual experience or to pick up your sexual vigor as Valerie Ann Warwood calls it, uh, you can combine ylang ylang with some other essential oils that are going to help with circulation. So things like black pepper, cardamom, ginger, these are natural aphrodisiacs as well. You can combine a few drops of each together with some carrier oil and use it as a massage oil. You can also use it with clary sage, divana, jasmine, sandalwood, some of these more sesquiterpene, earthy essential oils that are classic aphrodisiacs as well. These are essential oils that are going to get your mojo going. And so you can combine these essential oils together and use them with a carrier oil. And so you want to use these essential oils as like a massage oil. And so you can use it to apply on the lower back, on the inner thighs, on your abdomen, just You may want to avoid the genitals. It's not going to feel lovely if you have some, you know, black pepper up in there. That's a little bit spicy. Unless, you know, of course, you like to spice things up. I'm kidding, really. I mean, that's probably not going to feel great. Take into account that essential oils will eat through latex. And so your birth control methods may not be totally functional here if you're using essential oils. So be warned. I'm happy to tell you that I'm not going to take the blame for any babies that might come from this. So if you are in need of a little bit of relaxation, if you are in need of mood management, if you are dealing with depression or anxiety, ylang ylang can be a helpful essential oil because it does impact the nervous system and it does impact stress and mood. Then this can be a plant that can really be supportive for your health and wellness. 
Ylang Ylang essential oil also has gross status, which means generally regarded as safe. And it is actually regularly used as a flavoring agent in food production as well. So that's a little tidbit for you. Traditional use of Ylang Ylang has very different applications and uses, ranging from massage oil with coconuts to stomach ache to itchy skin to asthma and malaria even so these are some of the more traditional uses of the plant so of course we don't have much research on that but that is how it's traditionally used in some places as well and so it's different parts of the ylang ylang uh, flower or tree and sometimes it's a paste it's not always an essential oil but that is some of the traditional uses so ylang ylang is a beautiful essential oil and one that we love to use in our clinic and we use really mostly for mood management stress management and just to feel connected to herself, to feel calm and whole. It's one of those essential oils that sort of like rose. When I put rose on, I just feel so good. And I feel the same way when I, I apply Ylang Ylang essential oil. Just feel so good when I put it on. And it just helps the system just feel balanced and whole. And as part of a holistic program and a holistic view of aromatherapy, that's always what we're trying to aim for is balanced and whole. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.